Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Take the show with you anywhere, NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our social media platforms, join the conversation at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base 
Uh, but uh, you can uh, check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Hey, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, that means tomorrow, Thursday, 1 o'clock, live broadcast on WLAE-TV, also live stream on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Uh, we'll feature um, Les East of CrestedSports.com and 106.1 FM. Uh, also, Saturday Down South, and also Jude Young of CrestedSports.com and 106.1 FM. Uh, you will be able to check those out, guys out tomorrow, 1 o'clock. If you miss us at 1, 6 o'clock on LAE tomorrow night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLATV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Dolphin Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com, always on the WLATV YouTube page, and always on our social media platforms. Looking forward to having those guys on the program tomorrow. Ought to be a lively discussion about the Saints, Tulane, LSU. Also, we'll talk a bit about what's going on with the prep. And, of course, don't forget Pelicans as they are in, in training camp now. We'll get into that uh, tomorrow. Today's program brought to you by uh, our friends at, again, the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a fantastic meal at one of the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in the City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, BMV on Hickory. And our guest list for today is a little bit different than it normally is. Uh, Matty Hudak, uh, Tulane Sideline Reporter, also a writer for Saints Wire, will join us at 4.15 this afternoon. At 4.35, it'll be uh, Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com. And then the celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie's will join us uh, at uh, 5.15, his normal slot. We are efforting Sean Fazan for Friday. Um, it's just, it's been difficult. The time change, I think you're hearing the players talk about it a little bit. If you listen to Jameis Winston's uh, press conference today, um, the, uh, it's been difficult for those guys to get to sleep. Um, you know, with the time change, they're six hours ahead of us. Uh, so we're hoping that again, that we can, uh, corral Sean for, uh, uh for Friday. And, uh, that's, that's the plan right now. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. They don't forget, uh, here on, on 106.1 FM, um, uh, tonight at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Trust uh, Casino, uh, Steve Court, uh, former Saints lineman, uh, is going to join Ken Trahan. And, of course, there'll be prizes given away. Again, a chance to be able to check out the show, meet Steve Corp. So, again, that starts at 6, at 6 to 7 tonight, live at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest Casino. Steve Court and Ken Trahan on tap uh, there. And, of course, speaking of on tap, head on down to your favorite, uh, again, uh, Katie's uh, a family of restaurant. Of course, Katie's open seven days a week at 3701 Abbeville. Uh, once again, named number one neighborhood restaurant by uh, by New Orleans Magazine uh, and Gambit. Uh, Food Network's Donners and Drives and Dives. You can always see Scotty on there. But also, again, on, on, on a lot of those cooking shows. And, of course, he's a go-to guy now for the New Orleans media when they want to talk about the hospitality industry or, again, what's happening uh, within the restaurant industry. Also, Remember, the best in, uh, in New Orleans Creole cuisine, uh, fresh Louisiana seafood always. Uh, you've got award-winning pizza from the Brooklyn Stone-style pizza oven, gourmet po' boys, uh, the build-your-own pasta dish, which again, I love, uh, muffaladas that are outstanding, the most underrated hamburger in the city, and a menu that has something for everyone, featuring daily specials for lunch and dinner and a, a Sunday brunch that'll make the angels sing. Yeah, folks, award-winning Sunday brunch, by the way. World-famous Sunday brunch, can I say that? And, of course, you can have your next event at Katie's. They're now, again, um, um, renting out the, the, the second floor for you. Uh, to be able to have your next event or, again, allow Katie's to come out to the venue of your choice 
and uh, let them put a party on for you. And believe me, when your guests see that Katie's panel truck out in front of, the, of that venue, uh, they're going to be rushing to get in to be able to enjoy uh, the food and libations, again, supplied by Katie's. To find out more, SCOT at katiesadmissity.com. Uh, to get a reservation at Katie's, 504-488-6582. Or you can check out the entire menu at katiesinmincity.com. There's just a restaurant, Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue. is hot, 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 one of the hottest restaurants in the city. Uh, check them out. Again, family meals uh, for those families on the go. You don't want to go into the fast food line. Stay away from it. Just head on over to, over to um, Francesca by Katie's and get one of the great delicious family meals that are nutritious for your family. Daily specials for you. Award-winning pizza. One of the New Orleans best burgers. Also, again, um, poor boys, muffaladas. And, of course, family recipes that come back from, come from Scott's mother-in-law back, back in St. Louis. Uh, and, of course, a St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches, sodas, and a lot of things that you'll find in St. Louis. And, of course, a whole lot of cardinal garb all over the restaurant. Wine and beer is also available for you. FrancescaDeli.com is how you can find out more about the menu. Also, you can, uh, you can rent out the entire restaurant, dine indoors, dine outdoors, to find out about catering, uh, or, again, to uh, uh, inquire about uh, renting out the restaurant, 504-266-2511. Uh, that's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview, and their sister restaurant, Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Uh, fresh Louisiana seafood always, like all the Katie's restaurants. Daily specials for you, sandwiches, soups, salads, TV screens everywhere. If you want to be able to go out and check out the games. Also, contemporary career cuisine, great southern dishes for you. Hey, the menu can be found at BienvenueHarahan.com. That's BienvenueHarahan.com. And it's fast becoming one of the hottest restaurants, not just in Harahan, but Metairie. Folks are coming from all over to go and enjoy a great meal over at Bienvenue on Hickory. Remember, dine indoors, dine outdoors, especially on a beautiful day like today. Uh, to find out more about catering or, again, uh, 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 or renting out the restaurant, uh, 504-305-4792. That's 504-304-792. 4792, and of course, that's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. BienvenueHarahan.com is the website. All right, um, I want to go through this quickly, if I could, before Maddie uh, joins us on the program. Saints injury report today. Paulson Adebo was limited in practice Alvin, with an ankle. Alvin Kamara limited in practice with a rib. Marcus Davenport limited in practice with a shoulder. JT Gray with a shoulder was also limited. Deontay Hardy has a foot injury. He was limited. Traquan Smith limited with a concussion. Uh, Taysom Hill was limited in practice today with a rib. Uh, Marcus May has a rib problem as well, was limited. Uh, Ryan Ramshack, Jameis Winston, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Andres Pete did not practice. Uh, of course, the Ramshack has a, was, was a rest day. Uh, Winston had a uh, back and ankle problem. Uh, Jarvis Landry has the ankle. Uh, Thomas has the foot, which really is the toe. Again, remember, he injured his toe. And Andres Pete had a concussion. So um, all those guys either were limited or did not participate in today's practice. Andy Dalton took the first team reps like he did last week, uh, but no indication that he's going to be playing on Sunday against the uh, against the Minnesota Vikings as the Saints will don their black helmets for the first time since 1968 in preseason uh, when uh, then then the commissioner went you know, came down hard on the Saints uh, after again, using those helmets. It was unauthorized back then. Uh, and, of course, those helmets have been shelved since. 
Uh, a newer version of those helmets, again, will be on display uh, in London on Sunday as the Saints take on the Vikings. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program now, she does a fantastic job uh, for Saints Wire. Uh, she's joined us on our program over the last few weeks. She's been a great guest. Also, again, was with us on the uh, on the award-winning Inside the World Sports last week. thought she did a fantastic job. And, of course, a great job as a Tulane sideline reporter, and I love her writings uh, over at Saints Wire. It's Maddie Hudak. She joins us on the program now. Maddie, how are you? I'm good. It's fine. It's good, like you said, to put a face to the name now that we did that last week. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's so weird. You know, it's funny because uh, you know I don't go to the practices anymore. You know, I did that for years and years and years. Again, with my business and everything that's going on, I don't get out to practice. So, a lot of the new guard, you know, as you know, things are ever changing. I don't I don't know a lot of those individuals face to face, but a lot of them come on the on the radio show. So when I get a chance, I like to try to be able to get them on the TV show to at least again put put a, put a, a name to a face, a voice to a face, so to speak. No, I totally agree with that. And by the way, you did a fantastic, great feedback on on, on your appearance last week. So many people, again, enjoyed your appearance. Again, knowledgeable. And, of course, I uh, uh, can't wait to have you back. Awesome. Yeah, it was a blast. Let's talk about something that wasn't a blast. And that was, again, uh, Saturday's performance against USM. You were on the sidelines. You saw it up close and personal. Give us your synopsis. Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of things that could go wrong, having a blocked punt, a blocked field goal, and then missing another field goal, that usually – can be the difference maker. And when it ends up being a three point loss, as we saw to all the Southern miss, then those kind of mistakes are critical, but not entirely, you know, the special teams fault. They got out to a 14 0 lead and weren't really able to handle having to hold onto that lead. I thought that the Ole Miss, I'm sorry, Ole Miss, I'm getting last year flashbacks. The Southern Miss quarterback, he did a really good job of getting the ball out really quickly. And without the pass rush being able to kind of affect him as a result, you kind of saw those guys be tested, I think, in coverage really for the first time this season. Uh, And if you look at those things in a vacuum, yeah, they gave up some big plays, but they held down that side of the ball defensively for a pretty long time. And the offense was kind of working until it wasn't. I thought you saw kind of the loss of critical personnel, like not having Lawrence Keyes back there and the speed he offers and the reliability as a pass catcher. You know, there was a lot of drop balls, two on fourth down, that really could have changed the game. Uh, Not having Will Wallace and then losing Tyreek James uh, at the end of the first half, you could tell that they were kind of lost in the blocking aspect, but also put a lot of pressure on guys like freshman tight end Alex Bauman to kind of become a primary pass catcher. Then when you're facing an opponent head coach that knows your quarterback perhaps best and where his tendencies all might lie, it it was just it was a harder game, I think, than it might have appeared on its surface. Um, You know, I agree. I agree with you. I I looked at as as the game was going on, I'm saying to myself, okay, where's Keys? Where's James? Where's Wallace? And and then of course, you know, we started seeing Bauman. And of course, look, I think Jackson is a is a hell of a player, you know. But yeah. the watch was was in more McDougal. Uh, we saw what was it? Um, uh, you know, uh, Shea Wyatt caught 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 a ball. Uh, uh, so I was wondering again, where, you know, where they were because I really think it affected them in the passing game. Uh, although again, I, you know, when you look at it. I mean, Pratt wasn't bad. 19 for 29, 247, one touchdown, one interception for a guy that, again, as you mentioned, that coach knows him inside and out. You could just see players on the defensive line kind of pointing things out, looking back at Will Hall, and they would confirm. And I'm not sure what you're really supposed to do about that at a certain point. Uh, I think if 
he doesn't throw that interception at the end of the game. It was a really impressive performance. You know, we saw him last year take sacks when he shouldn't. He did get sacked during that game, but there were also plays where he sensed that pressure and did a really good job of evading it. And always to me, and this is kind of, you know, why I, I, you know, really kind of back how he is as a quarterback is he always is still looking to pass when he kind of gets pressured in the pocket. See a lot of these guys with mobility and their first sense is to tuck it and run, but you can tell that he really is trying to, you know, commit to the passing game and it just kind of wasn't there for him on Saturday. But again, you always had a sense like they could lead a comeback and the fact that they were able to do so at the end of the game, it's, you know, frustrating in one way of, you know, why it was kind of unable to happen beforehand. But again, when it's the guy that started your development from day one and and he's going to know all of your little nuances that likely fall under the radar in most other matchups. And if you're able to exploit those all in tandem and, and really affect that, that pocket and get it starting to collapse more and more as the game went on, um, you know, I think they all kind of did what they could with, with the chips that they had. And the fact was they were just down kind of, again, those critical personnel members that I think would have made a difference. You know, Manny, you look at the stats, and I talked about this on Monday. Uh, if, you, if you didn't know what the score was, and you just looked at the stats, you say Tulane wins big. I mean, across, almost in every statistical category, Tulane was, 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 was won those categories and won them big. Oh, yeah. It's kind of uh, mind-blowing to look at how they outrushed them by almost 200 yards, outgained them, I think, something like 210 to 49. It was something that astonishingly different. They, they had more first downs. They dominated time of possession, but I think mm-hmm. about 36 minutes. But I thought Southern Miss really, they just frankly capitalized on every drive that they were given. Uh, and again, if you look at those kind of myths on special teams and not just that, but also that one punt that they cost in corner on like the two yard line. I think that's really where you saw things start to kind of get a little rocky and then follow that up with a blocked punt that I think shocked everyone, including Casey Glover. Um, you could tell it just kind of rattled them for a mm-hmm. second, but I, I, something I thought was of note in that game is Tajay Spears was just dominant all over the place. Yes. You know, yes. some might say it's a problem that he was a leading rusher and receiver, but people have also said kind of where has he been through these first three matchups, including the Kansas State one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Celestine was kind of just getting it done. But I think for the longevity of the season, especially entering conference play, I think a majority of those yards, frankly, came from his performance. Uh, so when you kind of see that breakout game, happen for uh, you know, really one of your star playmakers on offense. I think that bodes well for the season as much as it kind of you know, distorts the numbers in a way in that right. type of loss. My, my, my um, disappointment is, again, coming off Kansas State, this is a beatable USM team. I mean, you, you, again, you dominated them in every statistical category with the exception of the scoreboard. And, and then, of course, you know, some saying they were peaking, looking ahead to Houston. You, you're, you're too late. You're, you're still you're, – you're trying to be able to establish yourself – you don't have the luxury of looking ahead. Yeah, and I never really got that sense either. It just, again, was kind of the intent was there and the execution was poor, and a lot of that had to do, again, kind of with losing those personnel members. Then um, you think about, uh, yes, Tulane, one time of possession, but I'd be curious kind of where those stretches lied in the game because I think there was points where the defense kind of had these longer drives, and, again, for, for being such ferocious run stoppers these first few weeks, they had a lot of wide receivers back there in coverage. Um, I, I think that, again, we talked about this on the show last week, but I think they knew better than to kind of dismiss this game. You could almost say the same thing about Kansas State last week, overlooking them in favor of Oklahoma, which they sure. ended up winning, but they probably were very surprised at that loss. Um, whereas, you know, it was kind of 
again, all those little wild card things that could go wrong on things like special teams um, and just losing players kind of as the game went on. It was kind of an uphill battle from there, but it's one of those things where I'm also kind of looking at it as now the undefeated season thing is kind of over. And that's a lot, that's a wild difference from winning two games the year prior to be the first undefeated team since 1998. I don't think that necessarily like got to them in any way, but I think moving forward, it's almost kind of easier sometimes just to get that one loss out of the way and not have kind of the pressure to be perfect. But seeing that you're, you're not, an unstoppable team and I'm always you know every given Saturday or Sunday now that I'm in the college world but it's happening all around the world in college football at this point where you're seeing kind of those upsets happen and I just really think the critical factor last Saturday was Will Hall yeah no no, there's no doubt his knowledge of the players the system tendencies uh, I think it was maybe a little bit overlooked and, and I think it came back to bite Tulane a bit Big one this week on Friday, nationally televised, Houston in Houston, a team that they've had historically had problems with, uh, a team that, again, some say are a little bit overrated this year, uh, but they still have speed, they still have athleticism, uh, and, of course, uh, again, uh, Tulane going in trying to prove that they, they could take the next step in the AAC. Give me your thoughts on that game. Yeah, I, I hear everyone kind of refer to Houston as having a lot more talent than Tulane, but I heard the same thing last year, and I recall that being a really close game even if it might not have felt like it at times. And that was kind of with a, you know, battered up situation at quarterback and an offense that really didn't seem to have any game plan uh, throughout the season at that point. Whereas I think what you've also seen on offense is an element of unpredictability that I think bodes well long-term for this season. So we kind of saw a lot more motion and tight end offense in the Southern Miss game. And we really hadn't seen any of that at all the last couple of weeks prior, which makes losing your top two tight ends one in game all that more critical, but we've seen them kind of lean on Michael Pratt as a dual threat in Kansas State, and they kind of kept that card close to their chest until the end. Uh, so you've seen a really different offense every single week. I'll be curious to see how it forms against Houston. They have a formidable pass rush, but I think if they're able to get the run game established and get those guys to kind of back off a little bit, that should bode well. And from what I've kind of read, yeah, they're not really having the season they expected to have, and I think that that's a good time to kind of capitalize on a – little bit of a chaotic mentality going on. They seem to apparently thrive on road energy, as we saw in Kansas State. So, again, just kind of put last weekend in, in your rear view and bounce back, especially kind of those quarterbacks who might be hard on themselves for, again, you know, it was one or two big plays. It wasn't as if they were completely slicing and dicing the secondary. It's just to go from being the number one pass defense to a couple of plays that were over 20 yards. I think that the stronger mentality is really going to matter heading into this week but it, it's a short week at the same time I think and, and this is just my speculation at this point but if I'm looking at a short week in conference play and there's guys like Will Wallace who are on the line and maybe could have played last weekend but mm-hmm. that would have made them less able to play in this Houston game uh, I think if they're able to get back kind of one or two of those guys on offense then they matched up with them well last year they're always able to kind of hang in games till the end um, even though they had a 14-0 lead last week and lost it, they still made it a three-point game when it really wasn't that close up until the end again. Matty Hudak is with us again from um, uh, from Saints Wire, also the Tulane sideline reporter. We shift the Saints for a few minutes. Uh, your thoughts on last week's game but, uh, with, with the Saints and Carolina? I mean, it was not a fun game to rewatch on film, and it wasn't really fun in live time either. You know, I think the – discourse around the Saints is, 
is it the chicken or the egg with kind of Jameis Winston or the offense as a whole? And I think that the answer is always going to be both. You know, I think the quarterback automatically gets more scrutiny because they're the most important person on the field. They had a quarterback competition the year prior, and Jameis Winston is just one of those more polarizing quarterbacks. And a lot of that comes with kind of his highs and his lows. And uh, again, we're all just kind of speculating at this point on if he's really this injured, if he was held out today because it was truly a scheduled rest day, or if you know, it, really it's all up in the air at this point, but it's hard not to look at that last game and think that he's not hampered at all. That's not to say that he can't play, but it just feels like there's a disconnect between perhaps in, injury limitations. And you see just him lacking touch on those deep balls that again, that, that's always been his bread and butter kind of thing. Um, you can kind of point to his decision-making, and it quite frankly wasn't often that it was a bad decision. It was just a bad throw. Um, and then the defense got some scrutiny for some missed tackles, but you're asking the defense at this point to play absolutely perfect now through three games. I think I read somewhere that the Saints offense has scored 10 total points to the first half of, of all of the games this year, and that just is not going to work when you're always playing from behind and always kind of having to play catch-up. The run game is really not there, and then the run blocking is especially not there. We now kind of discussions about the protection calls, but it just kind of seems like everything is off in a way, um, and, and I'm curious to see what their response is in kind of a neutral way setting at this mm-hmm. point. I was going to ask you, the keys to a victory against Minnesota on Sunday. Uh, no, I mean, really, I would like to see a little more production from the pass rush unit. It's just that's what the Saints defense really had been kind of formulated on these last couple seasons. And, you know, the draft discourse around Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner for spending all that first round capital on a line that really hasn't had much production this year. They kind of pressured Baker Mayfield, but you you just really kind of want to see that come on before they have that mobile quarterback stretch uh, that includes, you know, the Ravens and and people down the line. Um, I think figuring out, you know, we, again, it's hard to say if Winston's healthy enough to play or not, but I, I think the coaching staff just kind of has to make a tough call there and realize, you know, we as fans take decisions like these, I think a little too uh, at their extremes at times where, you know, it's not so much a quarterback controversy if it's an injured player, uh, but seeing that Taysom Hill did take snaps as backup today does give me pause on his health only because that's something we really haven't seen uh, all year, but yeah. the protection has to be better because offense defenses are going to see, we'll just call zero blitz on them and they're not going to yeah. identify that or bring in an extra blocker and really shut them down and, and not committing so many penalties on offense with ball security at that. And that's not Winston's fault at all. No, it's not all Winston's fault, but, but again, uh, uh, you know, it starts up front. Um, the fact that um, he is, um, the fact that, again, he's injured right now, you see it in his mechanics, his, his inability to be able to make some of the throws accurately. And then, of course, the big thing is missing open receivers, taking maybe the, uh, the, the, the splash play instead of the easy play. That's, that, that, is a, uh, that is something that Breeze made a living on, okay? And he doesn't – he hasn't – I thought he might have gotten it by now after being in the system now for three years. But obviously, again, under pressure, he has not gotten it. No, and it's, again, it's under pressure and it's continuously having to play from behind because they're not able to really generate anything in the first half. Uh, I also think just in general, having the caliber of receivers that they have, that to Mm -hmm. me can change the play calling very easily. And normally I think, again, 
if Jameis Winston was fully healthy and this was happening, then it would be a bigger kind of cause for alarm at this sure. point. But remember that Jaguars preseason game where he just threw that 80-yard bomb, I believe it was to Callaway, and he does it with such ease. And so to see him really kind of struggle and, and throw the ball so far off target so many times, it just it, it's all kind of seemed out of sorts. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy to fill Drew Brees' shoes, but especially not mm-hmm. – when he happens to be the, like, the most accurate quarterback in NFL history who right. loves his checkdowns to Alvin Kamara. So it's just you're looking at, at this point, a completely different brand of quarterback and perhaps some unavoidable growing pains in transitioning over from a 15-year starter who had a very you know specified style and strengths that suited him. But, uh, again, with, with kind of the inability to have a run game, it's hard to evaluate the passing game on its face right. when you're constantly in third and longs because you're committing penalties. Mm-hmm. Then – it's just it is through three games. I think we kind of need more of a sample size, but they're also kind of running out of time because they've now kind of dropped two games that I think everyone kind of assumed were going to be easy wins to start the season. That's right. No, I agree with you 100. percent Manny, always a pleasure. Let the folks know about how they can follow you on social media, how they can check out all your great writing, and how they could catch the uh, uh, the Tulane game and hear you on 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 Friday night. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm on Twitter at Maddie Hudak underscore nine five. It's usually everyone's hub. So I write for USA Today, Saints Wire, and link my articles there. And we will be down in Houston on Friday on uh, back on our uh, station 104.1, the spot. The iHeart Music Radio Festival bumped us last week. Uh, but we'll be back on there uh, for, I believe, the kickoff is at, I, I want to say, 6.30 or 7. And that's probably something people should check. You can also go to right. stinkmygame.com if you want to hear the broadcast through and watch the game because it will be on ESPN and the regular there channel you go. this time. Thanks, as always. Have a, have a great trip to Houston. Hopefully coming back with a victory, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Yes, Matty Hudak, again, uh, does a great job for Tulane. Also, again, Saints Wire. Hey, don't forget about our friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're the market for a generator, Burkhardt's got you covered. Uh, they take care of the whole process for you, planning, permits, inspections. Um, I mean, they, they do it all. Uh, so, again, if you're looking for a company that uh, you can trust with your, um, your generator, uh, they got a dedicated generator team that all they do is install generators for you. Uh, Jason Burkhart will come out to your home or business, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for when it comes to a generator, and then once you guys come to an agreement, you get they'll put you on the counter for a single-day install. Hey, there's no waiting for a generator at Burkhart. They have Burkhart uh, at Burkhart. They have generators in stock right now uh, in their warehouse in, in Mandeville. Also, you can finance that generator over time with low monthly notes or pay it all up front. New install quality, check out the one month, something they do for everything they install for their customers. 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need stocked at their warehouse in Mandeville. And you don't have had to bought, have, to have bought your um, generator from Burkhart. They, they, will, they will service that for you no matter who you purchased it from. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, generator sales and service. They are the experts. acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue. Bienvenue on Hickory. We'll be right back. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Blindster. Want to say big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO. Offer ends soon. Shop today. Blindster.com. Look out for an accident over on the right shoulder on 10 westbound at the Bonnet Carey Spillway. And look out for delays solid on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. And then delays pick back up 10 westbound from Bonneville to Clearview. 
Also look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling along the eastbound side on 10 eastbound from City Park to the high rise. Also be mindful of delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection with delays steady from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, look out for accidents Canal Boulevard at Rosedale Drive, also Della Chase at South Claiborne, and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with fans. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. 
ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue. Bienvenue on Hickory. All are open right now for you to go in and grab a great meal. Uh, cocktail or two. Maybe you're going to William Grant cocktail, by the way. Again, which is always in the well over at Katie's. Uh, again, don't forget to-go orders available as well. Uh, get down again and support your local restaurants, your local business. Uh, come enjoy a great meal at one of the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. 3701 Iberville. Also, uh, We've got uh, Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue, and uh, Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. All available right now for you to go out and enjoy a great meal. Get over there and enjoy one of the Katie's family of restaurants. All right, joining us on the – thanks, Matty Hudak, for joining us in, in the last segment. Uh, I know this segment is normally reserved for Sean Mazzano, Fox 8 Sports. He is in London. We're going to try to get with him uh, uh, later on in the week. Uh, but uh, my good friend Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com joins us on the program now. Glenn, how are you, bud? Oh, so I'm a backup. I'm a backup quarterback. Well, you know, every once in a while, you got to bring the, you got to bring again the the uh, the lively arm off the off the bench. Something we hope the Saints will do some sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> well, that's fine. I was the I was the third pitcher for Skip's book. I was the closer. So, okay. Yeah, but but you might have been the closer, but you finished, and you and and again, you got the victory. So that's all Thank that counts. You. Thank you. Well, I hope I can at least get the save for you today. Yeah, you got it, brother. You you did it when you said yes. That was it. You said yes, and that was the save right there. No doubt. Cool. Hey, before we get started, big crowds last night for the for the book signing with you and you and Skip. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, it was fun. You know, I wasn't sure uh, what to expect, but because uh, they didn't advertise it heavily, they they just kind of did word of mouth and some stories here and as much as I could talk about it, but. Uh, yeah, it was a steady stream of people from right at really before uh, 5.30. Uh, they were lined up at 4.30 when I, when I got there. <clears throat> Not quite a Springsteen line, but there were some people out there. And uh, then it, it was a steady stream up until right about 8.30. And, and, and to 9 o'clock, it, it, it got smaller. But uh, it, was, it was a good night. Skip, uh, i tell you, Skip signed a lot. He, li- he signed a lot more than me. And he was he was doing it steady. It was it was impressive. And for what I understand, you tell me personalized everything, right? Yeah, he did. You know, they they asked him like most uh, people who who do books or about them or um, to, to pre-sign a bunch of books and sell them like that. But he said that he wanted to look people in the eye and and sign what they wanted to sign, which it tells you something about his uh, his work ethic, you know. And that that's what he did. And uh, that, that's impressive. You know, I, a friend of mine um, got an autograph of Skip and gave it to her dad, and he started crying, you know, when, when he got Skip's autograph on, on the book. Um, so it was, it was really significant for Skip to do that. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, for those that would like uh, a copy of the book, uh, won't you tell everybody about it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, AcadianHouse.com. Uh, com. you can order the book. That's the only way to get the book right now. They're eventually going to be for sale at, at Barnes & Nobles and on Amazon. But but right now, just AcadianHouse.com. And uh, that that's why uh, they had so many people there last night to get it in person. But yeah. um, 
it's uh, you know it's it's selling it's selling pretty well, and uh, they're already talking about a, a a second printing. Beautiful, ain't nothing wrong with that, my man. Nothing wrong with a second printing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that should be fun. Oh, you only printed five thousand, so uh, they uh, they they're probably going to print another five thousand if they mm-hmm. keep if the sales keep going. And, and I'm sure that eventually Skip's going to make his way to, to some other cities in, in, in Louisiana, maybe come to New Orleans, go to Lafayette, Alexandria. I'm sure he's going to do a little tour at some point, right? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, they've, they've lined up something in Jackson, Mississippi, and something in Miami. And uh, they're also looking at some, some spots in, in Louisiana as well. And uh, Skip's not going to make all the trips, but uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll be making uh, some of the trips that he does not make. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, again, uh, uh, not, nothing but uh, but the best of luck with the book as as we go forward, and we'll continue to hype that every time you come on the program, letting folks know because look, Christmas is 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 far away, but it's not that far away. I mean, I, we, no. my wife and I went to Lowe's the other day, and Christmas trees were up. We haven't even had oh, Halloween yeah. yet. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and it's it's a good. Uh, it's a good Christmas present. It's only only thirty bucks, and and uh, you know, ba- college baseball is a, is a niche sport in most places, yep. but but not in Baton Rouge. So it's a religion. Uh, hopefully, uh, it you know people enjoy it. Uh, there's no doubt. Glenn, your thoughts on the Tigers? Uh, uh, again, uh, last week uh, taking on Mississippi State uh, and and, and, get, and getting the uh, the. the, the I'm sorry. Uh, last week, uh, getting the win uh, against uh, against New Mexico after coming off a win against Mississippi State. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I think you know it, it's hard to tell when you when you play like a Southern or or New Mexico, but they definitely look look sharper and and uh, are doing some some different things. But but really, uh, I think the most significant thing was the way they beat Mississippi State. And really made Will Rogers, a great quarterback, look look average in that game. So that that gives you hope for the rest of the season when the schedule starts getting tougher, like uh, Tennessee a week from mm-hmm. Saturday, which is probably the best offense in the country, or, or, or right. one of them. I just can't wait to see how Matt House, the new defensive coordinator at LSU, tries to defend the the Vols. Uh, but this week, you know Auburn, which I think LSU is is going to win by a couple of touchdowns. But Auburn's got some momentum, and it is mm-hmm. at Auburn, so you never know. But I, I think right. LSU will win that game. Interesting. Again, early in the week they said it may be a wet field. We're not sure if, again, it will be or not. I think that really uh, bodes well for LSU because of Jaden Daniels' uh, um, mobility and escape ability. Uh, but, I, you know, again, I was glad to see Nussmeyer get on the field last week. It was 9 for 10, 135 yards, a touchdown. He looks much more much more comfortable and confident in the offense than he did against Southern. Now, look, Jaden Daniel is the engine that makes this team that makes this team go, but it was good to see, again, uh, that young quarterback kind of bounce back from Southern. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Jaden Daniels has been the, the bright spot of the offense for sure. You know, he, he, he can tuck and run it, and he, he can also throw it. And uh, he's, he's just uh, got some gamesmanship out there, and he's got some experience, obviously. He started three seasons at, at Arizona State. So he's been he's – been, more than what they wanted, I, I think. Uh, and the uh, the defensive line just really messed up Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Auburn's offensive line is is weak. I mean, it's it's worse than LSU's offensive line. And uh, I, I think LSU is going to dominate them. Don't you think the offensive line has gotten better though now that he has, it has. settled in? It has. 
Now they did. Lose now again, the they lose. They lose Dellinger for this week, which yeah. means maybe Bradford might slip in there uh, with with his injury. But uh, they they really looked like they were playing. They were coming together as a unit. Yeah, but you know you can't really tell against New, New Mexico. And New Mexico, Kelly. I agree. Coach Kelly even made that point. Um, but but they know, did play they, against they, Mississippi State. Right, right, and and you know, but I think that's the thing with this coaching staff. I think the team's going to improve as the season goes on, and they're going to figure out you know how to run the ball a little bit better and and uh, make the offense work, and uh, hopefully try to do that earlier you know, than they did against Florida State and than they did against Mississippi State. You know, they were down 13 nothing in that game. So I, I think you'll see the team continue to improve as the season goes on. But, the, you know, the schedule gets better, gets tougher as, as the season improves too. But, um, you know, uh, I, I think Auburn will be a good uh, warm-up for LSU. And, you know, it's too bad they're not playing Tennessee at night. But that's going to – that's going to be a yeah. great game just to see a, a litmus test for LSU because even if they lose but but play well, you know that to me that's progress. Right. Like well, again, you, like you mentioned it, and I've said it too. Growth every single week. That's what you're looking for. Anybody that's thinking it's a national championship team this year, you're, you're crazy. This is a year where you're putting a foundation down. I talked about it early in the week. You know, I want to see a lot of freshmen and sophomores playing. Uh, that that could be the bedrock for a national championship team down the line based on the talent level they have right now. Um, so, again, uh, you you, uh, you just want to see this team get better, and I think we've, we've seen that week to week. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I, it, it's better than this team, but I always compare it to the 86 Saints. They were 7-9, but they got better as the season went on, and, and they were really a tough team. And and that was the bedrock for some great teams that came right after yep. that, like the next year. But um, you know, and even even Kelly was extremely candid and really uniquely candid for a college football coach on on Monday. He, he said we're going to have some rough times ahead. Mm-hmm. Is what he said. You know, I mean that's kind of like what a journalist might say. Sure. Uh, and he said uh, that um, you know it's it's going to get tough over over the the next month and that they're weak in some areas and they can't get any injuries, which, you know, you, you just don't often hear a coach, uh, that candid. And, uh, Plus they're think, injured now. I think <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's, I think he's right though, but you know, he also, you know, he set, set the lower expectations and then, you know, you might rise above it. Cause I think sooner, somewhere along the line this year, LSU is going to beat somebody that you don't think they're going to beat. maybe yep. a Tennessee, um, Maybe I don't think in Alabama, but maybe in Arkansas, you know, mm-hmm. or a team that's ranked higher than them and, and will be favored. I think you're going to see yeah. that this year. I'm with you. Uh, I only got about three minutes left. I want to ask you about the Saints. Your thoughts about what happened in Carolina last week? Well, um, you know, I, I think uh, it, it was surprising how how bad they played overall to me, particularly against a bad team. That, that hadn't won uh, what hadn't won a home game since last September and had, had lost nine straight. straight going back to last yeah. year. Uh, that was kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, the defense played well, but as soon as the, they got back into the game at 13-7, they gave up a touchdown in a long run. Um, so that was disappointing. And, and Jameis didn't play great, but, you know, he was not protected well, and the offensive line didn't perform well in the running game either and they they still made a lot of mistakes 
you know, so, so they got a ways to go. That was, that was disappointing. And, you know, I, I think in many ways, Dennis Allen is, is a rookie head coach because even though he was with the Raiders, the, the, the Raiders team he was at, they were almost like a triple a minor league baseball team at that time. So mm-hmm. he's really, you know, he's, he's going through some growing pains. Certainly appears so. And maybe some indecision on what he needs to do at quarterback, uh, especially with an injured Jameis Winston, who just doesn't seem to have the accuracy necessary uh, to be able to flourish in this offense, uh, at least as an injured player. Yeah. And, you know, doctor uh, talked to Dr. Cho last week, who, who is in a contributor to, outkick about Jameis's injury uh and well actually I only talked to him briefly I, I really used the comments he made on WWL radio last week but uh you know he kind of shed some light on that injury if, if you didn't get to hear that I, I had that in the story last week but Jameis is definitely playing in some pain you know and and when it's your back you know it just it just touches well, everything gonna, so you gotta tell me I brother think, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? And, and uh, it might be time to make a move there, if not, uh, you know, within the next couple of weeks at least, I would say. Well, I would say, again, the, the rubber hits the road this week. I mean, if you're 1-3 going into Seattle, you, you have to make some type of a move here. You cannot continue to spiral downward. I mean, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Glenn, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for, her, uh, for, for uh, joining us today. Tell the folks about OutKick. And, again, uh, uh, how they can catch all your articles, how they can find you on social media, and, once again, how they can get the book. Well, Outkick.com, there's a feature I did that just went up on the uh, Ole Miss-Kentucky game Saturday at Ole Miss. It's uh, number seven, Kentucky, against number 14, Ole Miss. It's really an interesting game because this is the first time since 1958 that both of these teams are ranked going into a game against one another. Uh, and, and they've played 20-something times over that span, but they've never both been ranked. Uh, and it's two pretty good teams. And, uh, and L- LSU plays Ole Miss later in the season. So, uh, cool feature. Hopefully you, you can check that out. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at that game Saturday. And then I'll be, I will be wrote about uh, Kelly uh, earlier in the week, and I'll be writing about uh, Alabama and Arkansas game coming up this week as well. And one more time about the book. Uh AcadianHouse.com. You can you can order the book. Uh, Thirty dollars. Great Christmas present. Everything matters in baseball. Again, is the name Every- of the book, uh, and uh, you can right. check that out. Of course, am I right? Yes. Everything matters in baseball. The Skip yes. Bertman story. There you go. Beautiful. And of course, you at LSU beat tweet on Twitter. Thanks, Bud. Appreciate it. We'll talk with you next week. Okay, have a good week. Thanks. You too, bud. All right, that's uh, Glenn Gilbo uh, joining us each and every week here on the program from Outkick.com. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Your AC breaks down. Think think about Burkhardt. Burkhardt will be there for you with 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business, only doing the work that's necessary, truly a company you can trust. I've trusted Burkhardt for over 30 years. You can as well. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com promise.com today's program brought to you by the katie's family restaurants katie's restaurant in mid-city francesca by katie's on harrison avenue bienvenue on hickory all are open now all all again are are serving uh, again a fantastic menu for you and great cocktails get out there and enjoy a meal and a few cocktails over the over the katie's family restaurants 
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices eBay Motors. Let's ride. This is Loyalty Lab Interview 6. Subject, Grandmother's Loyalty. Margie, what do you do when your grandson misbehaves? Angels don't misbehave. Here we study the most loyal, like you and... Oh, there goes the lamp. Shouldn't have put it there. Shell and the Fuel Rewards Program has our members' backs, too. It's super easy to save on every gallon. Loyal, just like how you acted like that wasn't his fault. Someone should clean that up before he gets hurt. Yes! Loyal, just like that. Ten years of FR.com. Terms and conditions apply. Ken Trahan, sports director of Cumulus Radio New Orleans, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Saints Hall of Fame. Join us Wednesday, September 28th at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino at Williams Boulevard and Lake Roger Training Center for all-access sports talk from 6 to 7 p.m. on Nash Icon 106.1 FM with food, drink, and prizes. On September 28th, come meet former New Orleans Saints center guard Steve Court. That's Wednesday, September 28th at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino at Kenner at 6 p.m. with Steve Court on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks to Matty Hudak and also um, Glenn Gibble for joining us in the first hour. Celebrity Chef Scott Craig will join us in hour number two. We hope to catch up with Sean Vazan by Friday of this week uh, on the program Live from London. Uh, today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in the City, Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. Scotty will tell us all about the restaurants and the specials in the next hour. Stick around for us. And remember, this, e- this evening, 6 to 7, 
over the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Jest Casino. Steve Court, former St. Great, will join Ken Trahan. Food, drink, prizes, and a lot of fun. Uh, get out there to the Treasure Chest Casino and uh, meet Steve Court, meet uh, Ken Trahan, and have a blast with, again, the crew of 106.1 FM. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Welcome 
to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, tune in radio app, our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere, NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our social media platforms, join the conversation at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere, Anchor's our home base. Uh, but uh, you can uh, check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Hey, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, that means tomorrow, Thursday, 1 o'clock, live broadcast on WLAE-TV, also live stream on the WLAE-TV YouTube page, uh, will feature um, Les East of CrestedEastSports.com and 106.1 FM, uh, also Saturday Down South, and also Jude Young of CrestedEastSports.com and 106.1 FM. Uh, you will be able to check those out, guys out tomorrow, 1 o'clock. If you miss us at 1, 6 o'clock on LAE tomorrow night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLA-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com, always on the WLA-TV YouTube page, and always on our social media platforms. Looking forward to having those guys on the program tomorrow. Ought to be a lively discussion about the Saints, Tulane, LSU. Also, we'll talk a bit about what's going on with the prep. And, of course, don't forget Pelicans as they are in, in training camp now. We'll get into that uh, tomorrow. Today's program brought to you by uh, our friends at, again, the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a fantastic meal at one of the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in the City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, BMV to on Hickory. And our guest list for today is a little bit different than it normally is. Uh, Maddie Hudak, uh, Tulane Sideline Reporter, also a writer for Saints Wire, will join us at 4.15 this afternoon. At 4.35, it'll be uh, Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com. And then the celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie's will join us uh, at uh, 5.15, his normal slot. We are efforting Sean Fazan for Friday. Um, it's just it's been difficult. The time change. I think you're hearing the players talk about it a little bit. If you listen to Jameis Winston's uh, press conference today, um, the uh, it's been difficult for those guys to get to sleep. Um, you know, with the time change, they're six hours ahead of us. Uh, so we're hoping that again that we can uh, corral Sean for uh, uh, for Friday, and uh, that's that's the plan right now. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. They don't forget uh, here on on 106.1 FM. Uh, uh, tonight at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest uh, Casino, uh, Steve Court, uh, former Saints lineman, uh, is going to join Ken Trahan. And, of course, there will be prizes given away. Again, a chance to be able to check out the show, meet Steve Court. So, again, that starts at 6. at 6 to 7 tonight, live at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest Casino. Steve Court and Ken Trahan on tap uh, there. And, of course, speaking of on tap, Head on down to your favorite, uh, again, uh, Katie's uh, Family of Restaurant. Of course, Katie's open seven days a week at 3701 Abbeville. Uh, once again, named number one neighborhood restaurant by, uh, by New Orleans Magazine uh, and Gambit. Uh, Food Network's Donners and Drives and Dives. You can always see Scotty on there. But also, again, on, on, on a lot of those cooking shows. And, of course, he's a go-to guy now for the New Orleans media when they want to talk about the hospitality industry or, again, what's happening uh, within the restaurant industry. Also... Remember, the best in, uh, in New Orleans Creole cuisine, uh, fresh Louisiana seafood always. Uh, you've got award-winning pizzas from the Brooklyn Stone-style pizza oven, gourmet po' boys, uh, the build-your-own pasta dish, which again, I love, uh, muffaladas they are outstanding, the most underrated hamburger in the city, and a menu that has something for everyone, featuring lunch, daily specials for lunch and dinner and a, a Sunday brunch that will make the angels sing. Yeah, folks, award-winning Sunday brunch, by the way. World-famous Sunday brunch, can I say that? And, of course, you can have your next event at Katie's. They're now, again, um, um, 
renting out the, the, the second floor for you uh, to be able to have your next event. Or, again, allow Katie's to come out to the venue of your choice and uh, let them put a party on for you. And believe me, when your guests see that Katie's panel truck out in front of, the, of that venue, uh, they're going to be rushing to get in to be able to enjoy uh, the food and libations, again, supplied by Katie's. To find out more, SCOT at katiesadmissity.com. Uh, to get a reservation at Katie's, 504-488-6582. Or you can check out the entire menu at katiesinmincity.com. Their sister restaurant, Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue, is hot, 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 one of the hottest restaurants in the city. Uh, check them out. Again, family meals. Uh, for those families on the go, you don't want to go into the fast food line, stay away from it. Just head on over to, over to um, Francesca by Katie's and get one of the great delicious family meals that are nutritious for your family. Daily specials for you. Award-winning pizza. One of the New Orleans best burgers. Also, again, um, poor boys, muffaladas. And, of course, family recipes that come back from, come from Scott's mother-in-law back, back in St. Louis. Uh, and, of course, a St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches, sodas, and a lot of things that you'll find in St. Louis. And, of course, a whole lot of cardinal garb all over the restaurant. Wine and beer is also available for you. FrancescaDeli.com is how you can find out more about the menu. Also, you can, uh, you can rent out the entire restaurant, dine indoors, dine outdoors, to find out about catering, uh, or, again, to uh, uh, inquire about uh, renting out the restaurant, 504-266-2511. Uh, that's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview, and their sister restaurant, Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Uh, fresh Louisiana seafood always, like all the Katie's restaurants. Daily specials for you, sandwiches, soups, salads, TV screens everywhere. If you want to be able to go out and check out the games. Also, contemporary career cuisine, great southern dishes for you. Hey, the menu can be found at BienvenueHarahan.com. That's BienvenueHarahan.com. And it's fast becoming one of the hottest restaurants, not just in Harahan, but Metairie. Folks are coming from all over to go and enjoy a great meal over at Bienvenue on Hickory. Remember, dine indoors, dine outdoors, especially on a beautiful day like today. Uh, to find out more about catering or, again, uh, 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 or renting out the restaurant, uh, 504-305-4792. That's 504-304-792. 4792, and of course, that's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. BienvenueHarahan.com is the website. All right, I um, want to go through this quickly, if I could, before Maddie uh, joins us on the program. Saints injury report today. Paulson Adebo was limited in practice Alvin, with an ankle. Alvin Kamara limited in practice with a rib. Marcus Davenport limited in practice with a shoulder. JT Gray with a shoulder was also limited. Deontay Hardy has a foot injury. He was limited. Traquan Smith limited with a concussion. Uh, Taysom Hill was limited in practice today with a rib. Uh, Marcus May has a rib problem as well, was limited. Uh, Ryan Ramshack, Jameis Winston, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Andres Pete did not practice. Uh, of course, the Ramshack has a, was, was a rest day. Uh, Winston had a uh, back and ankle problem. Uh, Jarvis Landry has the ankle. Uh, Thomas has the foot, which really is the toe. Again, Remy injured his toe. And Andres Pete had a concussion. So um, all those guys either were limited or did not participate in today's practice. Andy Dalton took the first team reps like he did last week, uh, but no indication that he's going to be playing on Sunday against the uh, against the Minnesota Vikings as the Saints will don their black helmets for the first time since 1968 in preseason uh, when uh, then, then the commissioner went, you know, came down hard on the Saints uh, after getting, using those helmets. It was unauthorized back then, uh, and, of course, those helmets have been shelved since. 
Uh, a newer version of those helmets, again, will be on display uh, in London on Sunday as the Saints take on the Vikings. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program now, she does a fantastic job uh, for Saints Wire. Uh, she's joined us on our program over the last few weeks. She's been a great guest. Also, again, was with us on the on the award-winning Inside the World Sports last week. thought she did a fantastic job. And, of course, a great job as a Tulane sideline reporter, and I love her writings uh, over at Saints Wire. It's Maddie Hudak. She joins us on the program now. Maddie, how are you? I'm good. It's fine. It's good, like you said, to put a face to the name now that we did that last week. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's so weird. You know, it's funny because uh, you know I don't go to the practices anymore. You know, I did that for years and years and years. Again, with my business and everything that's going on, I don't get out to practice. So, a lot of the new guard, you know, as you know, things are ever changing. I don't. I don't know a lot of those individuals face to face, but a lot of them come on the on the radio show. So when I get a chance, I like to try to be able to get them on the TV show to at least again put put a, put a, a name to a face, a voice to a face, so to speak. No, I totally agree with that. And by the way, you did a fantastic, great feedback on on, on your appearance last week. So many people again enjoyed your appearance. Again, knowledgeable, and of course, I uh, uh, can't wait to have you back. Awesome! Yeah, it was a blast. Let's talk about something that wasn't a blast, and that was, again, uh, Saturday's performance against USM. You were on the sidelines. You saw it up close and personal. Give us your synopsis. Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of things that could go wrong, having a blocked punt, a blocked field goal, and then missing another field goal, that usually can be the difference maker. And when it ends up being a three-point loss, as we saw, Tulane fall to Southern Miss, then those kind of mistakes are critical. But not entirely, you know, the special team's fault. They got out to a 14-0 lead and weren't really able to handle having to hold on to that lead. I thought that the Ole Miss, I'm sorry, Ole Miss, I'm getting last year flashbacks. The Southern Miss quarterback, he did a really good job of getting the ball out really quickly. And without the pass rush being able to kind of affect him as a result, you kind of saw those guys be tested, I think, in coverage really for the first time this season. Uh, and if you look at those things in a vacuum, yeah, they gave up some big plays, but they held down the, that side of the ball defensively for a pretty long time. And the offense was kind of working until it wasn't. I thought you saw kind of the loss of critical personnel, like not having Lawrence Keyes back there and the speed he offers yep. and the reliability as a pass catcher. You know, there was a lot of drop balls, two on fourth down, that really could have changed the game. Uh, not having Will Wallace and then losing Tyreek James in the, uh, at the end of the first half, you could tell that they were kind of lost in the blocking aspect, but also put a lot of pressure on guys like freshman tight end Alex Bauman to kind of become a primary pass catcher. Then when you're facing an opponent head coach that knows your quarterback perhaps best and where his tendencies all might lie, it was just, it was a harder game, I think, than it might have appeared on its surface. Um, You know, I agree agree with you. I I looked at, as, as the game was going on, I'm saying to myself, okay, where's Keys? Where's James? Where's Wallace? And, and then, of course, you know, we started seeing Bauman. And, of course, look, I think Jackson is a, is a hell of a player. You know, but yeah. the Watts was, was in more. McDougal. Uh, we saw, what was it, um, uh, you know, uh, Shea Wyatt caught, caught, caught a ball. Uh, uh, so I was wondering, again, where, you know, where they were because I really think it affected them in the passing game. Uh, although, again, I, you know, when you look at it, I mean, Pratt wasn't bad. 19 for 29, 247, one touchdown, one interception for a guy that, again, as you mentioned, that coach knows him inside and out. You could just see players on the defensive line kind of pointing things out, looking back at Will Hall, and they would confirm. And I'm not sure what you're really supposed to do about that at a certain point. Uh, I think if 
he doesn't throw that interception at the end of the game. It was a really impressive performance. You know, we saw him last year take sacks when he shouldn't. He did get sacked during that game, but there were also plays where he sensed that pressure and did a really good job of evading it. And always to me, and this is kind of, you know, why I, I, you know, really kind of back how he is as a quarterback is he always is still looking to pass when he kind of gets pressured in the pocket. See a lot of these guys with mobility and their first sense is to tuck it and run, but you can tell that he really is trying to, you know, commit to the passing game and it just kind of wasn't there for him on Saturday. But again, you always had a sense like they could lead a comeback and the fact that they were able to do so at the end of the game, it's, you know, frustrating in one way of, you know, why it was kind of, unable to happen beforehand but again when it's the guy that started your development from day one and and he's going to know all of your little nuances that likely fall under the radar in most other matchups and if you're able to exploit those all in tandem and and really affect that that pocket and get it starting to collapse more and more as the game went on uh you know i think they all kind of did what they could with with the chips that they had and the fact was they were just down kind of again those critical personnel members that i think would have made a difference you know, Manny, you look at the stats, and I talked about this on Monday. Uh, if, you, if you didn't know what the score was, you just looked at the stats, you say Tulane wins big. I mean, across, almost in every statistical category, Tulane was, 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 was won those categories and won them big. Oh, yeah. It's kind of uh, mind-blowing to look at how they outrushed them by almost 200 yards, outgained them, I think, something like 210 to 49. It was something that astonishingly different they they have more first downs they dominated time of possession but i think mm-hmm. about 36 minutes but i thought southern miss really they just frankly capitalized on every drive that they were given uh and again if you look at those kind of myths on special teams and not just that but also that one punt that they cost in corner on like the two yard line i think that's really where you saw things start to kind of get a little rocky and then follow that up with a blocked punt that i think shocked everyone including casey glover um you could tell it just kind of rattled them for a mm-hmm. second but I, something I thought was of note in that game is Tajay Spears was just dominant all over the place. Yes. You know, yes. some might say it's a problem that he was a leading rusher and receiver, but people have also said kind of where has he been through these first three matchups, including the Kansas State one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Celestine was kind of just getting it done. But I think for the longevity of the season, especially entering conference play, I think a majority of those yards, frankly, came from his performance. Uh, so when you kind of see that breakout game, happen for uh, you know really one of your star playmakers on offense I think that bodes well for the season as much as it kind of you know distorts the numbers in a way in that right. type of loss my 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 um disappointment is again coming off Kansas State this is a beatable USM team I mean you, you again you dominated them in every statistical category with the exception of the scoreboard and, and then of course you know some saying they were peaking looking ahead to Houston you you're, you're too lame you're, you're still you're, you're trying to be able to establish yourself you don't have the luxury of looking ahead. Yeah, and I never really got that sense either. It just, again, was kind of the intent was there and the execution was poor, and a lot of that had to do, again, kind of losing those personnel members. Um, and you think about, uh, yes, Tulane, one time of possession, but I'd be curious kind of where those stretches lied in the game because I think there were points where the defense kind of had these longer drives and, again, for, for being such ferocious run stoppers these first few weeks, they had a lot of wide receivers back there in coverage. Um, I, I think that, again, we talked about this on the show last week, but I think they knew better than to kind of dismiss this game. You could almost say the same thing about Kansas State last week, overlooking them in favor of Oklahoma, which sure. they ended up winning, but they probably were very surprised at that loss. Um, whereas, you know, it was kind of 
again, all those little wild card things that could go wrong on things like special teams um, and just losing players kind of as the game went on. It was kind of an uphill battle from there, but it's one of those things where I'm also kind of looking at it as now the undefeated season thing is kind of over. And that's a lot, that's a wild difference from winning two games the year prior to be the first undefeated team since 1998. I don't think that necessarily like got to them in any way, but I think moving forward, it's almost kind of easier sometimes just to get that one loss out of the way and not have kind of the pressure to be perfect. But seeing that you're, you're not, an unstoppable team and I'm always you know every given Saturday or Sunday now that I'm in the college world but it's happening all around the world in college football at this point where you're seeing kind of those upsets happen and I just really think the critical factor last Saturday was Will Hall. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. His knowledge of the players, the system, tendencies, yeah. uh, I think it was maybe a little bit overlooked, and, and I think it came back to bite Tulane a bit. Big one this week. On Friday, nationally televised, Houston in Houston, a team that they've had historically had problems with, uh, a team that, again, some say are a little bit overrated this year, uh, but they still have speed, they still have athleticism, uh, and, of course, uh, again, uh, Tulane going in trying to prove that they, they could take the next step in the AAC. Give me your thoughts on that game. Yeah, I, I hear everyone kind of refer to Houston as having a lot more talent than Tulane, but I heard the same thing last year, and I recall that being a really close game, even if it might not have felt like it at times, and that was kind of with a you know battered-up situation at quarterback and an offense that really didn't seem to have any game plan uh, throughout the season at that point, whereas I think what you've also seen on offense is an element of unpredictability that I think bodes well long-term for this season. So we kind of saw a lot more motion and tight end offense in the Southern Miss game. And we really hadn't seen any of that at all the last couple of weeks prior, which makes losing your top two tight ends one in game, all that more critical, but we've seen them kind of lean on Michael Pratt as a dual threat in Kansas state. And they kind of kept that card close to their chest until the end. Uh, so you've seen a really different offense every single week. I'll be curious to see how it forms against Houston. They have a formidable pass rush, but I think if they're able to get the run game established and get those guys to kind of back off a little bit, that should bode well. And from what I've kind of read, yeah, they're not really having the season they expected to have, and I think that that's a good time to kind of capitalize on a little bit of a chaotic mentality going on. They seem to apparently thrive on road energy, as we saw in Kansas State, so Again, just kind of put last weekend in, in your rear view and bounce back, especially kind of those quarterbacks who might be hard on themselves for, again, you know, it was one or two big plays. It wasn't as if they were completely slicing and dicing the secondary. It's just to go from being the number one pass defense to a couple of plays that were over 20 yards. I think that the stronger mentality is really going to matter heading into this week, but it, it's a short week. At the same time, I think – and, and this is just my speculation at this point, but if I'm looking at a short week in conference play and there's guys like Will Wallace who are on the line and maybe could have played last weekend, but mm-hmm. that would have made them less able to play in this Houston game. Uh, I think if they're able to get back kind of one or two of those guys on offense, then they matched up with them well last year. They're always able to kind of hang in games till the end. Um, even though they had a 14-0 lead last week and lost it, they still made it a three-point game when it really wasn't that close up until the end again. Matty Hudat is with us again from um, uh, from Saints Wire, also the Tulane sideline reporter. We shift the Saints for a few minutes. Uh, your thoughts on last week's game, but uh, with, with the Saints and Carolina? I mean, it was not a fun game to rewatch on film, and it wasn't really fun in live time either. You know, I think the discourse around the Saints is 
is it the chicken or the egg with kind of Jameis Winston or the offense as a whole? And I think that the answer is always going to be both. You know, I think the quarterback automatically gets more scrutiny because they're the most important person on the field. They had a quarterback competition the year prior, and Jameis Winston is just one of those more polarizing quarterbacks. And a lot of that comes with kind of his highs and his lows. And uh, again, we're all just kind of speculating at this point on if he's really this injured, if he was held out today because it was truly a scheduled rest day, or if you know, really it's all up in the air at this point, but it's hard not to look at that last game and think that he's not hampered at all. That's not to say that he can't play, but it just feels like there's a disconnect between perhaps injury limitations. And you see just him lacking touch on those deep balls that, again, that's always been his bread and butter kind of thing. Um, You can kind of point to his decision-making, and it quite frankly wasn't often that it was a bad decision. It was just a bad throw. Um, And then the defense got some scrutiny for some missed tackles, but you're asking the defense at this point to play absolutely perfect now through three games. I think I read somewhere that the Saints offense has scored 10 total points to the first half of of all of the games this year, and that just is not going to work when you're always playing from behind and always kind of having to play catch-up. The run game is really not there, and then the run blocking is especially not there. We can have kind of discussions about the protection calls, but it just kind of seems like everything is off in a way, um, and and I'm curious to see what their response is in kind of a neutral way setting at this Mm -hmm. point. I was going to ask you, the keys to a victory against Minnesota on Sunday. Uh, no, I mean, really, I would like to see a little more production from the pass rush unit. It's just that's what the Saints defense really had been kind of formulated on these last couple seasons. And, you know, the draft discourse around Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner for spending all that first-round capital on a line that really hasn't had much production this year. They kind of pressured Baker Mayfield, but... You, you just really kind of want to see that come on before they have that mobile quarterback stretch uh, that includes, you know, the Ravens and, and people down the line. Um, I think figuring out, you know, we, again, it's hard to say if Winston's healthy enough to play or not, but I, I think the coaching staff just kind of has to make a tough call there and realize, you know, we as fans take decisions like these, I think, a little too uh, at their extremes at times where, you know, it's not so much a quarterback controversy if it's an injured player. Uh, but seeing that Taysom Hill did take snaps as backup today does give me pause on his health only because that's something we really haven't seen uh, all year. But yeah. the protection has to be better because offense, defenses are going to see, we'll just call zero blitz on them, and they're not going to yeah. identify that or bring in an extra blocker and really shut them down and, and not committing so many penalties on offense with ball security at that. And that's not Winston's fault at all. No, it's not all Winston's fault. But but again, uh, uh, you know, it starts up front. Um, the fact that um, he is, um, the fact that it, again he's injured right now. You see it in his mechanics, his, his inability to be able to make some of the throws accurately. And then of course the big thing is missing open receivers, taking maybe the uh, the, the the splash play instead of the easy play. That 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 is a uh, that is something that Breeze made a living on, okay? And he doesn't – he hasn't – I thought he might have gotten it by now after being in the system now for three years. But obviously, again, under pressure, he has not gotten it. No, and it's – again, it's under pressure and it's continuously having to play from behind because they're not able to really generate anything in the first half. Uh, I also think just in general having the caliber of receivers that they have, that to mm-hmm. me can change the play calling very easily. And normally I think, again – 
if Jameis Winston was fully healthy and this was happening, then it would be a bigger kind of cause for alarm at this sure. point. But remember that Jaguars preseason game where he just threw that 80-yard bomb, I believe it was to Callaway, and, and he does it with such ease. And so to see him really kind of struggle and, and throw the ball so far off target so many times, it just it, it's all kind of seemed out of sorts. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy to fill Drew Brees' shoes, but especially not mm-hmm. – when he happens to be the, like, the most accurate quarterback in NFL history who right. loves his checkdowns to Alvin Kamara. So it's just you're looking at, at this point, a completely different brand of quarterback and perhaps some unavoidable growing pains in transitioning over from a 15-year starter who had a very you know specified style and strengths that suited him. But, uh, again, with, with kind of the inability to have a run game, it's hard to evaluate the passing game on its face right. when you're constantly in third and longs because you're committing penalties, mm-hmm. then – it's just it is through three games. I think we kind of need more of a sample size, but they're also kind of running out of time because they've now kind of dropped two games that I think everyone kind of assumed were going to be easy wins to start the season. That's right. No, I agree with you 100. percent Manny, always a pleasure. Let the folks know about how they can follow you on social media, how they can check out all your great writing, and how they can catch the uh, uh, the two lane game and hear you on 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 Friday night. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm on Twitter at NattyHudak underscore nine five. It's usually everyone's hub. So I write for USA Today, Saints Wire, and link my articles there. And we will be down in Houston on Friday on uh, back on our uh, station 104.1, the spot, the iHeart Music Radio Festival bumped us last week. Uh, but we'll be back on there uh, for, I believe, the kickoff is at, I, I want to say, 6.30 or 7, and that's probably something people should check. You can also go to right. com if you want to hear the broadcast through and watch the game because it will be on ESPN and the regular there channel you go. this time. Thanks, as always. Have a, have a great trip to Houston. Hopefully coming back with a victory, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Yes, Matty Hudak, again, uh, does a great job for Tulane. Also, again, Saints Wire. Hey, don't forget about our friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're the market for a generator, Burkhardt's got you covered. Uh, they take care of the whole process for you, planning, permits, inspections. Uh, I mean, they, they do it all. Uh, so, again, if you're looking for a company that uh, you can trust with your, um, your generator, uh, they got a dedicated generator team that all they do is install generators for you. Uh, Jason Burkhart will come out to your home or business, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for when it comes to a generator, and then once you guys come to an agreement, you get they'll put you on the counter for a single-day install. Hey, there's no waiting for a generator at Burkhart. They have Burkhart, uh, at Burkhart, they have generators in stock right now uh, in their warehouse in, in Mandeville. Also, you can finance that generator over time with low monthly notes or pay it all up front. New install quality, check out the one month, something they do for everything they install for their customers. 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need stocked at their warehouse in Mandeville. And you don't have had to bought, have to have bought your uh, generator from Burkhart. They, they, will, they will service that for you no matter who you purchased it from. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, Generator Sales and Service. They are the experts. ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue. Bienvenue on Hickory. We'll be right back. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Blindster. Want to say big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO. Offer and soon. Shop today. Blindster.com. Look out for an accident over on the right shoulder on 10 westbound at the Bonnet Carey Spillway. And look out for delays solid on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. And then delays pick back up 10 westbound 
from Bonneville to Clearview. Also look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling along the eastbound side on 10 eastbound from City Park to the high rise. Also be mindful of delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection with delays steady from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, look out for accidents Canal Boulevard at Rosedale Drive, also Della Chase at South Claiborne, and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. 
ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's family of restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. All are open right now for you to go in and grab a great meal. Uh, cocktail or two. Maybe again, a William Grant cocktail, by the way, again, which is always in the well over at Katie's. Uh, again, don't forget to-go orders available as well. Uh, get down again and support your local restaurants, your local business. Uh, come enjoy a great meal at one of the Katie's family of restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City, 3701 Iberville. Also, uh, We've got uh, Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue, and uh, Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. All available right now for you to go out and enjoy a great meal. Get over there and enjoy one of the Katie's family of restaurants. All right, joining us on the – thanks, Matty Hudak, for joining us in, in the last segment. Uh, I know this segment is normally reserved for Sean Mazzano, Fox 8 Sports. He is in London. We're going to try to get with him uh, uh, later on in the week. Uh, but uh, my good friend Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com joins us on the program now. Glenn, how are you, bud? Oh, so I'm a backup. I'm a backup quarterback. Well, you know, every once in a while, you got to bring the, you got to bring again the the uh, the lively arm off the off the bench. Something we hope the Saints will do some sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> well, that's fine. I was the I was the third pitcher for Skip's book. I was the closer. So, okay. Yeah, but but you might have been the closer, but you finished, and you and and again, you got the victory. So that's all Thank that you. counts. Thank you. Well, I hope I can at least get the save for you today. Yeah, you got it, brother. You you did it when you said yes. That was it. You said yes, and that was the save right there. No doubt. Cool. Hey, before we get started, big crowds last night for the for the book signing with you and you and Skip. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah, it was fun. You know, I wasn't sure uh, what to expect, but because uh, they didn't advertise it heavily, they they just kind of did word of mouth and some stories here and as much as I could talk about it, but. Uh, yeah, it was a steady stream of people from right at really before uh, five thirty. Uh, they were lined up at four thirty when I when I got there. <clears throat> Not quite a Springsteen line, but there were some people out there. And uh, then it, it was a steady stream up until right about eight thirty, and, and to nine o'clock it, it it got smaller. But uh, it was it was a good night. Skip, uh, I tell you, Skip signed a lot. He lined, he signed a lot more than me. And he was he was doing it steady. It was it was impressive. And from what I understand, you tell me personalized everything, right? Yeah, he did. You know, they they asked him, like most uh, people who who do books or about them, or um, to to pre-sign a bunch of books and sell them like that. But he said that he wanted to look people in the eye and and sign what they wanted to sign, which it tells you something about his uh, his work ethic, you know. And that that's what he did. And uh, that, that's impressive. You know, I, a friend of mine um, got an autograph of Skip and gave it to her dad, and he started crying, you know, when, when he got Skip's autograph on, on the book. Um, so it was it was really significant for Skip to do that. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, for those that would like uh, a copy of the book, uh, why don't you tell everybody about it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, AcadianHouse.com. Uh, www.kadianhouse.com uh, you can order the book that's the only way to get the book right now they're eventually going to be for sale at, at Barnes and Nobles and on Amazon but but right now just acadianhouse.com uh, and uh, that that's why uh, they had so many people there last night to get it in person but yeah. um, 
it's uh, you know it's, it's selling it's selling pretty well, and uh, they're already talking about a, a, a second printing. Beautiful. Ain't nothing wrong with that, my man. Nothing wrong with a second printing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that should be fun. Oh, you only only printed five thousand, so uh, they uh, they they're probably going to print another five thousand if it mm-hmm. keep, if the sales keep going. And, and I'm sure that eventually Skip's going to make his way to, to some other cities in, in, in Louisiana, maybe come to New Orleans, go to Lafayette, Alexandria. I'm sure he's going to do a little tour at some point, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's they've, they've lined up something in Jackson, Mississippi, and something in Miami. And uh, they're also looking at some, some spots in, in Louisiana as well. And uh, Skip's not going to make all the trips, but uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll be making uh, some of the trips that he does not make. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, again, uh, uh, nothing but uh, but the best of luck with the book as as we go forward, and we'll continue to hype that every time you come on the program, letting folks know because look, Christmas is 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 far away, but it's not that far away. I mean, I, we, no. we, my wife and I went to Lowe's the other day, and Christmas trees were up. We haven't even had oh, Halloween yeah. yet. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and it's it's a good. Uh, it's a good Christmas present. It's only only thirty bucks, and and uh, you know, ba- college baseball is a, is a niche sport in most places, yep. but but not in Baton Rouge. So it's a religion. Uh, hopefully, uh, it you know people enjoy it. Uh, there's no doubt. Glenn, your thoughts on the Tigers? Uh, uh, again, uh, last week uh, taking on Mississippi State uh, and and, and, get, and getting the uh, the. the, the I'm sorry. Uh, last week, uh, getting the win uh, against uh, against New Mexico after coming off a win against Mississippi State. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I think you know it, it's hard to tell when you when you play like a Southern or or New Mexico, but they definitely look look sharper and and uh, are doing some some different things. But but really, uh, I think the most significant thing was the way they beat Mississippi State. And really made Will Rogers, a great quarterback, look look average in that game. So that that gives you hope for the rest of the season when the schedule starts getting tougher, like uh, Tennessee a week from mm-hmm. Saturday, which is probably the best offense in the country, or, or, or right. one of them. I just can't wait to see how Matt House, the new defensive coordinator at LSU, tries to defend the the Vols. Uh, but this week, you know Auburn, which I think LSU is is going to win by a couple of touchdowns. But Auburn's got some momentum, and it is mm-hmm. at Auburn, so you never know. But I, I think right. LSU will win that game. Interesting. Again, early in the week they said it may be a wet field. We're not sure if, again, it will be or not. I think that really uh, bodes well for LSU because of Jaden Daniels' uh, um, mobility and escapability. Uh, but, I, you know, again, I was glad to see Nussmeyer get on the field last week. He was 9 for 10, 135 yards, a touchdown. He looks much more much more comfortable and confident in the offense than he did against Southern. Now, look, Jaden Daniel is the engine that makes this team that makes this team go, but it was good to see, again, uh, that young quarterback kind of bounce back from Southern. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Jaden Daniels has been – the, the bright spot of the offense for sure. You know, he, he, he can tuck and run it, and he, he can also throw it. And uh, he's, he's just uh, got some gamesmanship out there, and he's got some experience, obviously. He started three seasons at, at Arizona State. So he's been, he's been more than what they wanted, I, I think. Uh, and the, uh, the defensive line just really messed up Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Auburn's offensive line is, is weak. I mean, it's it's worse than LSU's offensive line, and uh, I think LSU's going to dominate them. Don't you think the offensive line has gotten better, though, now that he has, it has. settled in? It has. 
No, they did lose. Now again, Dillinger. they lose they lose Dellinger for this week, which yeah. means maybe Bradford might slip in there uh, with with his injury. But um, they, they they really looked like they were playing. They, they were coming together as a unit. Yeah, but you know you can't really tell against New, New Mexico. And New Mexico, Kelly. I agree. Coach Kelly even made that point. Um, but but they know, did play they, against they, Mississippi State. Right, right, and and you know, but I think that's the thing with this coaching staff. I think the team's going to improve as the season goes on, and they're going to figure out, you know, how to run the ball a little bit better and and uh, make the offense work, and uh, hopefully try to do that earlier, you know, than they did against Florida State and the, than they did against Mississippi State. You know, they were down thirteen nothing in that game, so I, I think you'll see the team continue to improve as the season goes on. But you know the schedule gets better, gets tougher as as the season improves too. But um, you know, uh, I, I think Auburn will be a good uh, warm up for LSU. And you know, it's too bad they're not playing Tennessee at night. But that's gonna that's gonna be yeah. a great game just to see a, a litmus test for LSU. Because even if they lose, but but play well, you know that to me that's progress. Right. Well, again, like you, you mentioned it, and I've said it too. Growth every single week. That's what you're looking for. Anybody that's thinking it's a national championship team this year, you're crazy. This is a year where you're putting a foundation down. I talked about it early in the week. You know, I want to see a lot of freshmen and sophomores playing. Uh, that, that could be the bedrock for a national championship team down the line based on the talent level they have right now. Um, so, again, uh, you, you, uh, you just want to see this team get better. And I think we've, we've seen that week to week. Exactly, exactly. Uh... I, it, it's better than this team, but I always compare it to the '86 Saints. They were seven and nine, but they got better as the season went on, and and they were really a tough team, and and that was the bedrock for some great teams that came right after yep. that, like the next year. But um, you know, and even even Kelly was extremely candid and really uniquely candid for a college football coach on on Monday. He said we're going to have some rough times ahead. Mm-hmm. Is what he said. You know, I mean, that's kind of like what a journalist might say. Sure. Uh, and he said uh, that uh, you know it's it's going to get tough over over the the next month, and that they're weak in some areas, and they can't get any injuries. Which you, you know you you just don't often hear a coach uh, mm-hmm. that candid. And uh, plus, they're I injured think, now. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think he's I think he's right though. But you know, he also. You know, set set the lower expectations, and then you know you might rise above it. Because I think sooner, somewhere along the line this year, LSU is going to beat somebody that you don't think they're going to beat. Maybe yep. a Tennessee, um, maybe I don't think an Alabama, but maybe an Arkansas. You know, mm-hmm. or a team that's ranked higher than them and, and will be favored. I think you're going to see yep. that this year. I'm with you. Uh, I only got about three minutes left. I want to ask you about the Saints. Your thoughts about what happened in Carolina last week? Well, um, you know, I, I think uh, it, it was surprising how, how bad they played overall to me, particularly against a bad team that, that hadn't won uh, what, hadn't won a home game since last September and had, had lost nine straight. straight going back to last yeah. year. Uh, that was kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, the defense played well, but as soon as the, they got back into the game at 13-7, they gave up a touchdown in a long run. Um, so that was disappointing, and, and Jameis didn't play great, but you know he was not protected well, and the offensive line didn't perform well in the running game either, and they they still made a lot of mistakes. 
you know, so, so they got a ways to go. That was, that was disappointing. And, you know, I, I think in many ways, Dennis Allen is, is a rookie head coach because even though he was with the Raiders, the, the, the Raiders team he was at, they were almost like a triple a minor league baseball team at that time. So mm-hmm. he's really, you know, he's, he's going through some growing pains. Certainly appears so. And maybe some indecision on what he needs to do at quarterback, uh, especially with an injured Jameis Winston, who just doesn't seem to have the accuracy necessary uh, to be able to flourish in this offense, uh, at least as an injured player. Yeah. And, you know, doctor uh, talked to Dr. Cho last week, who, who is in a contributor to, outkick about Jameis's injury uh and well actually I only talked to him briefly I, I really used the comments he made on WWL radio last week but uh you know he kind of shed some light on that injury if, if you didn't get to hear that I, I had that in the story last week but Jameis is definitely playing in some pain you know and and when it's your back you know it just it just touches well, everything gonna, so you gotta tell me I brother think, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? And, and uh, it might be time to make a move there, if not, uh, you know, within the next couple of weeks at least, I would say. Well, I would say, again, the, the rubber hits the road this week. I mean, if you're 1-3 going into Seattle, you, you have to make some type of a move here. You cannot continue to spiral downward. I mean, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Glenn, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for, her, uh, for, for joining us today. Tell the folks about OutKick. And, again, uh, uh, how they can catch all your articles, how they can find you on social media, and, once again, how they can get the book. Well, Outkick.com, there's a feature I did that just went up on the uh, Ole Miss-Kentucky game Saturday at Ole Miss. It's uh, number seven, Kentucky, against number 14, Ole Miss. It's really an interesting game because this is the first time since 1958 that both of these teams are ranked going into a game against one another. Uh and, and they've played 20-something times over that span, but they've never both been ranked. Uh, and it's two pretty good teams. And, uh, and L- LSU plays Ole Miss later in the season. So, uh, cool feature. Hopefully you, you can check that out. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at that game Saturday. And then I'll be, I will be wrote about uh, Kelly uh, earlier in the week, and I'll be writing about uh, Alabama and Arkansas game coming up this week as well. And one more time about the book? Uh AcadianHouse.com. You can you can order the book. Uh, Thirty dollars. Great Christmas present. Everything matters in baseball. Again, is the name of the book, uh, and uh, you can right. check that out. Of course, am I right? Yes. Everything matters in baseball. The Skip yes. Bertman story. There you go. Beautiful. And of course, you at LSU beat tweet on Twitter. Thanks, Bud. Appreciate it. We'll talk with you next week. Okay, have a good week. Thanks. You too, bud. All right, that's uh, Glenn Gilbo uh, joining us each and every week here on the program from OutKick.com. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Your AC breaks down, think think about Burkhardt. Burkhardt will be there for you with 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business, only doing the work that's necessary, truly a company can trust. I've trusted Burkhardt for over 30 years. You can as well. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Promise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family Restaurants. Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue. Bienvenue on Hickory. All are open now. All, all again, are, are serving, uh, again, a fantastic menu for you and great cocktails. Get out there and enjoy a meal and a few cocktails over the, over the Katie's Family Restaurants. 
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment. I'll go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices ebay motors let's ride this is loyalty lab interview six subject grandmother's loyalty margie what do you do when your grandson misbehaves angels don't misbehave here we study the most loyal like you and oh there goes the lamp shouldn't have put it there shell and the fuel rewards program has our members backs too it's super easy to save on every gallon loyal just like how you acted like that wasn't his fault someone should clean that up before he gets hurt yes Loyal, just like that. 10 years of FR.com. Terms and conditions apply. Ken Trahan, sports director of Cumulus Radio New Orleans, GrassCitySports.com, and the Saints Hall of Fame. Join us Wednesday, September 28th at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino at Williams Boulevard and Lake Project Training Center for all-access sports talk from 6 to 7 p.m. on Nash Icon 1061 FM with food, drink, and prizes. On September 28th, come meet former New Orleans Saints centerman guard Steve Court. That's Wednesday, September 28th at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino at Kenner at 6 p.m. with Steve Court on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks to Matty Hudak and also um, Glenn Gibble for joining us in the first hour. Celebrity Chef Scott Craig will join us in hour number two. We hope to catch up with Sean Vazan by Friday of this week 
uh, on the program live from London. Uh, today's program brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants, Katie's Restaurant in the City, Francesca by Katie's on Harrison Avenue, Bienvenue on Hickory. Scotty will tell us all about the restaurants and the specials in the next hour. Stick around for us. And remember, this, e- this evening, 6 to 7, over the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Jess Casino, Steve Court, former St. Great, will join Ken Trahan. Food, drink, prizes, and a lot of fun. Uh, get out there to the Treasure Chest Casino and uh, meet Steve Court, meet uh, Ken Trahan, and have a blast with, again, the crew of 106.1 FM. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back. I think the right, the right. 